Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at SellTermLife.com, connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, and beaches all across the nation. All right, welcome to episode number seven of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root, and today we'll be interviewing a certified financial planner who runs several successful websites, including a life insurance blog you've probably seen in the search engines. We'll be talking about personal branding and how that has resulted in building trust with life insurance consumers searching for information online. We'll also talk about tweaks he's made to his business to increase efficiency, including using virtual assistants, outsourcing, and technology he's using. But first, if you like what you hear, please leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher. The links are in the show notes over at SellTermLife.com. Also, feel free to utilize our Send Voicemail tab on our website and ask any questions or suggest any topics you'd like covered. We'll be playing these voicemails on future episodes and discussing them. So our guest today is Jeff Rose. He's a certified financial planner and a CEO at Alliance Wealth Management. Many of you have probably seen his blogs, lifeinsurancebyjeff.com and goodfinancialsense.com. If that's not enough, he's also author of the new book, Soldier of Finance, which you can find in Barnes & Noble and Amazon right now. All right, Jeff Rose, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right, so I think we should start with you just giving us a little bit of background about yourself and then a little bit of how you got into marketing life insurance on your Life Insurance by Jeff site. I've been a financial planner now for 10 years. I'm a certified financial planner. And uh, about five years ago, I left my big brokerage firm, A.G. Edwards slash Wachovia, went independent. And somewhere along the way, I started a blog. I didn't know what blogging was. I did some research, realized that just to market my services, I need to have a blog. So I put a lot of time and effort, energy into building goodfinancialsense.com. And as I knew nothing about blogging, as I said, so I knew nothing about SEO, just nothing. I wasn't even on Facebook at the time. I did no social media whatsoever. <laughs> and then I started connecting with other bloggers. And you know, when I started the blog initially, it was to educate and also get new clients. But then I started realizing that I could make a little bit of extra money you know, through mostly AdSense. Google AdSense was like the first thing. And you know, I started making a couple thousand dollars a month extra, and I thought, this is beautiful. And... I then had, so years had passed, and I realized that I was ranking for, I had a few life insurance-related articles, like how much term life insurance do you need to buy, I think. Wrote an article about it, and you know I was getting a decent amount of traffic to it, and I knew people were clicking the ads. And I knew they were clicking ads for MetLife and who knows who, you know, right. and I was getting paid like 20 to 30 bucks per click. But then I'm also thinking, you know what, at the time I was, I had my life insurance license in my state and I'm thinking if I closed a few of these, you know, that obviously is going to be more than 30 bucks. You know, it could be who knows how much. And then that's when I started doing research, just online life insurance marketing. And that's when I stumbled across Penny Insurance and I uh, got connected with them and realized the potential that was there. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and create my own life insurance site and uh, that would be uh, Life Insurance by Jeff. And I think that was in 
2012, later yeah. part of 11 or early 12. Cool. So, I mean, what's most intriguing uh, to me and what no other life insurance agent has done as well as you have done online is brand yourself. And that's opposed to, you know, branding an agency. I mean, your domain, you know, lifeinsurancebyjeff.com, your face is plastered all over the place. You know, you've got these great YouTube videos where you're educating the consumer in, in a very enthusiastic way. And now you've just launched a podcast for consumers, which I'll get into that a little bit later. So I guess my question is, why did you go in the direction of personal branding instead of agency branding like most agents out there do? Yeah, I think it all started with the blog because with Good Financial Sense, you know, the, the main intent was for people that were going to become a client, I wanted to feel like they knew me before they picked up the phone or shot me an email. You know, I wanted them to feel like, oh, yeah, me and Jeff, like we go way back because they read my blog post, they read my about page, they saw a picture of my family, they heard me on YouTube, you know, they got to know me. And I always had really positive feedback about that. You know, when I actually would meet somebody for the first time that, you know, I never met them, but they were on my website or on YouTube. And they're like, oh, man, it feels like I already know you. And I heard that so many times. And when I started Life Insurance by Jeff, you know, just looking at the select quotes and the, I'm bad. I don't even know any other companies' names, but you know, you think a select quote. I mean, there isn't like a, a personal. There's not a person attached to it. It's just a big company. I just thought, you know what? It works so well on Good Financial Sense, and you know, I thought I had built a pretty good brand. You know, being a CFP and being featured on in some major media sites, I thought that would carry over into the Life Insurance by Jeff site. And you know, I have I've heard that. You know, I've had people. You know, if I've answered the phone a few times, like, oh, is this Jeff? I'm like, yeah, this is he. <laughs> or, you know, my uh, my internal guy, you know, answer the phone and they'll ask for Jeff and, you know, they'll talk to him. But, you know, they feel like it's a real person. It's not just a company that's selling them. No, I dig that. I don't see it a lot. I mean, I see agents get behind video cameras and stuff, but they still don't. They brand around their agency name and not their name. So I really, when I see you out there, it's really nice because I feel like I do already know you from your videos and everything. And even though I've never met you, I know we had a bunch of phone calls. I feel like I know you from all those videos. So... Are there any tips you can give life insurance agents on building their personal brand? You know, I think first and foremost, I and whether it be life insurance agents or you know advisors, like you know, one thing I always tell people is, you know, put a lot of focus into the about page, especially if like a life insurance blog. People read that stuff. You know, be as down to earth and be real with people. People don't care if you're a part of the chamber of commerce or that you like to golf on the weekends, like. Who cares? Like, give people some real stuff. You know, if you like, if you like to run, you know, like me, I'm a, a CrossFitter. I, I love In and Out Burger. You know, I've got three kids. Like, I want people to know that about me. And maybe it might prevent somebody from doing business with me because maybe they can't relate. But I think also it just makes me a real person, and they might be able to connect even more. You know, because of those. You know, if you haven't got into video yet, I, I strongly encourage you to do a video. There's technology nowadays. It's so easy to do a, you know, even using your iPhone nowadays, yep. you can be a, do a, a fairly decent quality video. You can go on fiverr.com, order a video intro, you know, for five bucks. Or if you want to find somebody to edit for you, you probably do it for $20, you know, on Fiverr or like Odesk or something. Have a video just so people know they can hear you. They can hear your tone of your voice. So when they pick up that phone and call you, that they're already going to know you. With good financial sense, you've become sort of a thought leader in the online finance world. I mean, you've organized the life insurance movement as well as the debt movement, and I think you had a Roth IRA movement as well. You know, you harnessed other influencers in the finance niche. How do you get 
the relationships with some of the big names in the finance world. You're really well connected out there in the online finance world. What are you doing to, to get those relationships? When I started blogging, I didn't know anybody. And what I did initially was I started linking out to other blogs. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, somebody else wrote an article on a similar topic, I, I would, you know, mention it, link to them. You know, if you run a blog, you usually know if somebody links to you, you get some type of notification. And it just kind of puts you on the radar. I started leaving comments on other bloggers. I mean, this was all just in the, in the beginnings. I didn't know what else to do. And I guess I was lucky in a sense that, you know, having the CFP designation, you know, that gave me some immediate street cred. So people were like, oh, he's a CFP. Okay, he's legit. Yeah. And the other thing I think that really sealed the deal is that I offered to write guest articles for, you know, 20 or 30 different bloggers. And that is a huge time commitment, especially if you're not a writer. And you know, for anyone listening, like, just know that I'm not a writer. I hate writing. And I mean, Jeff, you were talking about that earlier. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely hate writing, but I, I knew you know, that was the way of getting good with people. Like, if you offer them good original content that's you know, going to engage their readers, like, bloggers love that. As long as it's not too salesy, you know, and especially if you, have really, if you can incorporate a story into it. Uh, that always helps, but that that got me the initial inroads of getting connected with all these bloggers. Okay. Well, what about your? You have regular writing gigs for like U.S. News, Equifax, and I've seen you on blogs like the Huffington Post. How did you get your foot in their door? That like I guess the more media sites. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Everybody asked me that, and like I always forget how it all happened. I think with U.S. News. There were some other bloggers that were already writing for them, and I just saw that they, you know, were, they were one of the featured bloggers. So I probably reached out to the blogger and said, "Hey, who's your contact there? I'm interested in making that happen." And that's how US News went down. And you know, just to be upfront, like I don't get paid for those, but it's something that you know, it's good exposure. They'll basically post anything that I want, and a lot of times it gets syndicated on like Yahoo Finance or you know some other big media sites. So you know, those, it's always good, you know, especially when you can be you get. Two for the price of one. Featured on U.S. News and Yahoo Finance. <laughs> but that's something that a lot of times if you go to those sites, you can look for the editor. And uh, you could just pitch them and say, hey, this is something I'm looking in. Here's my, my credentials. You know, being a CFP, I guess that obviously helped. Huffington Post, I want to say that I just contacted them. I Oh, you know what? There's actually a little link on there. It says on like the Huffington Post blog, if you want to be a contributor, you know, contact us here. That's what I did. And you know, I've been doing there. I have another site that contacted me that want to syndicate my content, my content, some of my articles, and so they'll basically do like a, a rewrite of that content, mm-hmm. and they send it to me, and then I take that rewrite, and then I submit it to Huffington Post <laughs> as well, just to get the most uh, most use out of it. Awesome. But, Probably help that you had good financial sense. You know, some great content there, and Life Insurance by Jeff, and your other sites that they can see the quality of the stuff you're putting out. That you're not just some spammy blogger that wants to get in the Huffington Post. Yeah, I think it definitely helped having a platform. And, you know, if you've got something that you can at least show them, hey, you know, here's the blog and here's some of the work I've done. And as long as it doesn't look like a blog that, you know, some type of web design that was from 1988, at least gives you some chance. But, you know, a lot of people are looking for experts, you know. And one thing I think I did at the beginning, too, is I scanned Harrow, you know, help a reporter out. You know, it's an email service you can sign up for. It's free. You get three emails a day. And they want to quote people that are experts, and I know I did a few of those. And I want to say that one of those eventually ended up becoming, you know, the, one of the reasons I got like one of my writing gigs. So, yeah, man, there's just all these ways to do it. I mean, if you're a life insurance agent, I mean, you are an expert, you know, and position yourself that way. And if you've got a blog that showcases some of that, even better. Good advice. Let's switch gears here a little. You know, over the last year, you and I have been sharing information and helping each other with our life insurance marketing and selling. We've had some highs and lows with our websites and kind of getting through that. 
And so, you know, I kind of thought about asking you about content marketing and blogging, but you, I think you covered most of that in a webinar we did about a year ago, which I'll link to in the show notes. So knowing what I know about your business, I just want to cover some higher level questions about what you have going on. So let's start with delegating and outsourcing. You know, you've got your hat in so many different rings. You've got Good Financial Sense, a couple other websites. Yeah, you just authored a book, <laughs> too, that was released. And you're in Barnes & Noble right now, right? That's correct. Soldier Finance. Oh, so cool. So awesome. But you can do all that because you're a great delegator and you outsource a lot of the time-consuming tasks. So when it comes to your leads generated by, let's say, Life Insurance by Jeff, I think you said you're working with you know, one of your producers and you develop a strategic relationship with an agency. At what point did you feel that was necessary? to, you know, kind of give your leads to somebody else to sell or to, you know, develop that strategic relationship with another agency? Whenever I first started building the life insurance site, I never had any interest <laughs> in actually closing any of the leads myself. Ah, um, the truth comes out. All right. You know, it, it was fun for a little while. It was fun when it was new to me because, you know, I'm a, a, an investment guy that crossed over into the realm of life insurance. And, you know, I really knew nothing about the underwriting process and, you know, which companies are better for, you know, certain conditions. Like, that was all new to me. So it was fun in the beginning, but then it just became a chore. You know, like when I realized that people are going to call you and give them information and they may or may not do an app and, you know, it's all that time vested. I'm like, all right, screw this. I don't want, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So... Basically, almost from the beginning, the sole intent was I had a junior advisor that was working with me, and he was doing more on the investing side, but uh, you know he was still struggling to bring in new assets. So I thought, okay, well, here's maybe a, an easier way. You know, you're going to have hot, you know, people that are actually coming to you, you know, wanting information, possibly wanting to purchase life insurance. So that's what we did. And then when it got to the point where either states I wasn't licensed in, or maybe policies that we just felt wasn't even worth his time, you know, we've outsourced that to, uh, you know, to the back office. And I know you have a virtual assistant too. You know, what exactly do you have your virtual assistant do for you in your business? I first hired a virtual assistant shortly after reading 4-Hour Workweek. I read that book and I was Same like, <laughs> you can do you can do that? Yeah. Initially it was all it was all for a good financial sense and like one of the initial tasks was just like finding relevant pictures, common licensing pictures they can use for blog posts. And that was the initial thing. And then when I started Life Insurance by Jeff, you know, she started doing keyword research, you know, leaving comments on other blogs, you know, I guess build those backlinks, submitting article article directories, which, you know, probably isn't the best thing to do now, but I don't know if that still works, but who knows. She does a lot of the SEO stuff. You know, now I have her We've been ordering uh, videos off of uh, like Fiverr, you know, that we're using to upload to YouTube, like like those whiteboard looking videos. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, we found some cool place on that. You can do that for five dollars. I just submitted, you know, like we mentioned the Life Insurance by Jeff podcast. So, you know, and she has a podcast feed, and she's submitting that to every single podcasting directory that exists. You know, to get those backlinks, you know, to the site and also to the uh, the podcast itself. So. I have her do just kind of a variety of things. Any type of research I don't want to do, just kind of assign it to her and you know, she'll get it done in a few days. And then uh, I just hired a second VA and this VA right now is purely purely for my podcast. You know, He does all of the editing, all the behind the scenes and gets it uploaded to my hosting service for the podcast. Cool. So where do you find your VAs? You know, the, the first VA I found, really by chance, I had just read, like I said, 4-Hour Workweek and I had this email from a blogger. It was his domain, but it was you know her name. And her name was a Filipino name. And I know that because I'm Filipino. And I'm like, wait a second. You know, I'm reading for our work week. This this lady's emailing me on behalf of this guy. She's, she's Filipino. I'm like, just out of curiosity, are you his virtual assistant? 
And if so, do you have any extra time? That's actually I found her. So I actually I hired her, and I've had her since 2008. The most recent VA, he's on Odesk, but I was actually referred to him, but I pay him through Odesk. Awesome. I pay her I pay her directly through PayPal. Having a virtual assistant is so huge just to take care of those non-revenue producing tasks you know, that you do on a daily basis. I've had one for over a year, and I've gone in and out with some. I use something called Virtual Staff Finder you know, to find mine. When you've got your hat in so many different rings, it's invaluable. Another question, do you write all of your content or do you outsource your content on Life Insurance by Jeff? <laughs> so, no, I do not write all my content. I, when I first started the site, I, I have a mobile transcription service I use called Mobile Assistant. And I can, it's on my phone, so I can be in the car, I can be anywhere and just call my cell phone and just talk. And then I get a typed up transcription of, you know, all formatted, all spelled correctly. And that's how I wrote a lot of the posts. On more of the technical stuff, I found a writer on Elance. I wanted a writer that could write about a little bit more of the higher risk type cases. And I knew I couldn't write it. And I tested a few on Elance. The first person was, is this a CLU? Is that the title that insurance agents can get? She was a CLU and I paid her $75.00. Or maybe it was more. I think it was 75 bucks for like 400 words. And I could have got off Fiverr for five bucks and right. it would have been just as good. <laughs> so, and then I found a guy that for $75, he would write a thousand to 1500 words. These, I mean, dude, you couldn't pay me $2,000 to write these articles. Unfortunately, I guess his writing gigs are, uh, he's got a, a raise. So, I'm losing him here soon. But he was able to crank out probably 30 articles or so. I use a combination of that mobile service and then Elance to help out. Awesome. And by the way, you're not the only one outsourcing your content. I do the same. (laughs) A lot of bloggers do the same. You know, we just do some quality control on it when it comes in. That's all. (laughs) So, you know, our time isn't spent writing all these articles for our blog. So kind of a tip for other agents out there. There are a ton of writing services that you can use that are relatively expensive. There's another one I was using and I can't I can't think of the name right now, but you know, you could pay ten to fifteen dollars and you'll actually get a pretty good article. And usually I'll take those pretty good articles and then try to incorporate a story into it, especially if I'm giving it to a blogger. You know, I don't want to just give them junk, so I want to make sure it's something they're gonna use. So let's talk a little bit about some tweaks you've made to your life insurance business to make it a little bit more profitable. You and I both have implemented a scrolling quote form in our sidebar. So there's a quote form always in your visitor's face. How's that been working for you? You know, I don't have any hard data, but like just by looking at leads, I have to say there's been an at least a 20 to 25% increase in leads generated just by making that small tweak. Yeah. You know, so, you know, thank you for the feedback on, on doing that. It's something that I'm going to, I need to add to Good Financial Sense on my life insurance articles, just so that it's always in their face. You know, I thought I had enough call to actions on there, but it just made me realize that I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I could have more and I had basically wasted real estate space on that sidebar. So, you know, making those changes, you know, for those that, have a blog and you know they don't know what they're doing. I know you can use Google Analytics with their uh, screen overlay, but there's a service called Crazy Egg, crazyegg.com and I don't know how much it costs, but I think I paid 60 bucks for a year, but you can upload that and then you can actually see where people are clicking and where their eyeballs are going and then it makes you realize, okay, why the heck do I have this stupid who knows what some banner here that does nothing? 
you know, instead of having, you know, whether it be a call to action button or maybe your phone number or something. I saw the same thing as you. My change was a little bit more drastic when I put the scrolling quote form in, but I think when you strip out the stuff underneath it, you know, like the categories and the recent posts or, or whatever, I think that really helps too. When you just have that in the sidebar, you really can't go anywhere else. You know, when a visitor's reading your article, <laughs> you either fill right. out the form or click out, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, that, that's good feedback. I, I saw the same results as, as well. I guess that's a hint to other life insurance agents with blogs out there. If you have the traffic, definitely worth doing something like that. And I don't know why I haven't seen that you know, elsewhere besides our two blogs there, but it works. Anyway, so you also, like we hinted to earlier, just recently launched a podcast on Life Insurance by Jeff, which I'll link to in the show notes. And this is the first independent life insurance agent podcast I've ever seen. So tell us about the decision to implement that. And, and I think that was it, man. I think, you know, we talked... I think whenever I started Life Insurance by Jeff, like I'm sure there were some life insurance agents that were doing YouTube videos, but I didn't think that there were a lot of them. And, you know, something that's always worked with my blog is good financial sense that is, is, you know, being the guy that takes it to the next level, you know, that kind of gets out of the comfort zone of just doing whatever else is doing, doing something different. And you know, that's why I did videos, and that's why I did videos with Life Insurance by Jeff. And, you know, I had a system where I could record four or five videos, you know, in an hour. And I'd be done. And then, you know, the podcast just seemed like the natural progression. And, you know, with Google and SEO, you know, I've seen traffic all over the place, you know, last year. You know, there was days we were getting six to 800 visitors a day. And then we were days we were getting 150 visitors a day. So knowing that and just knowing how Google is constantly changing it, my goal was, you know, I wanted Life Insurance by Jeff to be viewed in Google's eyes as being an authority on the topic. You know, that's why I did the videos and I just felt the next step was doing the podcast. You know, having already launched two podcasts prior to this, I knew I had the system in place. I knew I could do it relatively easily, you know, had the VA all ready to go. I got the intros, outros ordered on Fiverr for a total of $10 that sound, you know, like radio style, radio station quality. Yeah. So I just want to put it out there and just, you know, build that brand of just being that life insurance expert. Do you see yourself getting any actual business from your podcast episodes, whether it's people finding you in iTunes or finding you the podcast route rather than finding you in search and then listening to it? I mean, do you, do you think you'll get more visitors that way? I have no idea. (laughs) I will tell you, like I had one case where, and this has to do more with the video, but somebody watched one of my videos and I forgot what it was. And they said, Hey, are you the guy on YouTube? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So we set up a call and they talked to my internal. And I think that was like, it was husband and wife. And it was either five or $6,000 a premium, you know, for the two of them because of a YouTube video that I did like 12 months prior. Mm -hmm. I think all those factors come into play and doing the podcast, you know, do I think people are going to listen to a life insurance podcast? Probably not, but I think that if they see my name and, and just kind of start connecting the dots, I think it just it's just adding more value to the brand. All right. So last question here. What advice would you give life insurance agents just starting their online journey? Ooh, just starting from the beginning. You know, I think obviously listening to this podcast, being surrounded by guys that know what they're doing, you know, I think you offer tremendous resources on the podcast and on your blog. I, I've learned a lot just by, you know, the post. So I think that's first and foremost. But you know, be careful because, you know, blogging can take up a lot of time and produce zero results in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to find a way to balance. And, you know, if you really want to do the online thing, I mean, you know, be ready to basically take on like a second 
part-time to full-time job in the beginning. You know, I, I did a lot of stuff in the beginning myself. And that's because I want to know how it worked. And that's just how I'm, I'm wired. But, yeah. but also, too, for me, it made me feel confident that whenever I went to outsource this, it was kind of like the podcasting. Like, I wanted to know how to produce a podcast, how to upload it to, you know, my server. I want to know how to do it. You know, even though it took a lot of time, but that way when I outsourced it, I knew that I was going to pay more than I thought it was actually the work they were doing. Mm -hmm. So after doing, you know, I think it was like 10 episodes, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I know it. I'm ready to outsource it. Yeah. You've got to balance actually getting on the phone, calling people, talking to people to also writing good content. First, focus on, you know, your own blog. Work on developing your story. Make sure that you find a way to make yourself stand out than everybody else. You know, that's the thing. It's crowded. It's going to get even more crowded. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's going to make you different than the other life insurance agent? You know, if you go to like my site, your site, and other guys' sites, how are you going to be different? You know, and I, I think you've done that with your freaking site redesign, man. Like, that is unique. You know, mm-hmm. like it's the sleekest looking life insurance site I've ever seen. And I think just having that that differentiating factor is going to be huge. So you got to find out what that is for you, whether it be a site design, your yeah. story, personal stories, you know, your upbringing. Just make sure that that's relevant so people can relate to you immediately. Good. Yeah, great advice. And because you mentioned my site redesign there, I thought it'd be a good time to mention that having a life insurance site, they're a dime a dozen now. Everybody's got the, their life insurance site. They're blogging. They're doing all this stuff. And there's nothing separating my site from everybody else's. You know, I got a lot of feedback from user experience guys, not guys in the industry, just user experience guys. And they said, you're selling life insurance. You need to evoke emotion. Somehow, it's an emotional sell. You need to evoke emotion. Best way to do that is with images. So I made the website photography-based. Yeah, I'm getting higher conversions and everything. I think it's worked, but I just like having a, something that sets me apart. So when they go to a di- few different websites, I'm different. And it's just what you're saying right now is separate yourself somehow. You know, whether it's your story or what you just touched on, there needs to be a differentiating factor for people to, to contact you. So I think that's a great, great piece of advice to actually end the podcast on. So thanks a ton, Jeff. You're, you've been such a huge resource for my business the last year and really appreciate you taking more time to share your wisdom with other life insurance agents here. If anyone is interested in personal finance, definitely check out Jeff's book, Soldier of Finance. I have a copy of it. It's a great read and I'll link to it in the show notes as well. And definitely subscribe to his newsletter at goodfinancialsense.com. Is there anything else I'm leaving out there? No, man. I think that's, uh, that's about it. Uh, Good Financial Sense podcast too. If they want to leave a review, get me on iTunes, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for the Life Insurance by Jeff podcast as well. All right, cool, Jeff. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at selltermlife.com. Here are some of this week's hot topics. This week in the community, we had a webinar from a life insurance company who just released a new cutting-edge product. It's an instant-issue term life insurance policy where you get an immediate decision after both parties have added their digital signature, and you can do this all over the phone. The webinar covered the application process and underwriting scenarios, and preferred pricing is even competitive with fully underwritten carriers. This will be a game-changer. We're also discussing our phone setups. Most of us don't use landlines, which allows us to take calls from our desktops and laptops, and even cell phones if there's no internet connection. There's a few great options agents are using, and we discuss those. We also share email deliverability stats on new leads, like how many people are receiving your emails, and of those, how many are opening your emails, and of those that opened your emails, how many are taking action. It's some insightful data that reinforces the need to automate an immediate email to any lead you receive. 
And these are just a few of the topics we discussed this week. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, head over to SellTermLife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. Editing and production of this podcast were provided by Authority Engine. Learn more at authorityengine.com.